You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the first, it's, I guess it's officially the off-season, the first off-season episode. The last one we did a couple weeks back, I guess, was technically the Eagles off-season, but now we are officially in the NFL off-season. Welcome to the first official off-season episode of the Philly Pod, brought to you by the Liberty Line. Com. I'm your host, Victor Williams, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Stephen Conrad Jr. You can find me on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod. Find Stephen anywhere on social media as well, especially if you like uh, conversations in regards to LeBron ruining the dunk contest. You can find that discourse. <laughs> Roll your eyes all you want. You can find that discourse on his Twitter. So if you want to participate in that, be sure to go ahead and uh, follow him over there steven we're a couple weeks removed from the super bowl i asked you off camera like was it last weekend i felt like it was so so fast mm-hmm. it's already been a couple weeks removed from the super bowl and we have successfully avoided a world where brock purdy has a super bowl ring so that was my goal i preferred both teams to lose that matchup but if anybody had to i can deal with mahomes getting another ring i could not live in a world where brock purdy debo samuel and company mm-hmm. and company had a super bowl title so we successfully avoided that reality thank goodness and we have no shortage of things to talk about that are going on with the uh with the eagles right now so no better time than now to get in the uh get in the routine of the offseason and talk about the draft free agency legal tamperings in three weeks so on and so forth how you feeling about the team i know (laughs) emotions are running high especially uh with with the way the eagles left the season but now it's over it's always sad when a uh, nfl season comes to an end and you have your first sunday without without football how, how's your headspace doing recently <laughs> a couple things on what you just said uh first of all i'm sure you can relate and anybody else out there if you work in sports or sports media at all you probably found yourself saying over the last month or two of the season you can't wait for this thing to end well guess what <laughs> i miss it already i miss it already i miss the nfl man obviously i love the nba uh even though and i don't think it's nearly as good as what it once was that's another topic for another day Got March Madness coming up, but yeah, the off season. I mean, this is kind of how we made our made our brand. Really, I feel like the most consistent content, and 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 even like from the viewership standpoint, people really like our off season stuff. So here we are, doing what we do best. And the other thing is, you mentioned the Forty ers mm-hmm. for my WWE fans out there. You know, oh, Dwayne man. the Rock Johnson has come out and labeled a certain part of the, well, the largest part of the wrestling fan base, Cody Crybabies. You, he was talking to you specifically. The 49ers are Crybabies. <laughs> Let's call them the San Francisco Crybabies because, my God, I hate that team. I hated them before the Super Bowl, and I hate them even more so now. Uh, yeah, thank God for how that thing played out. Um, Patrick Mahomes is in the GOAT conversation now. Andy Reid is as well. The Chiefs are officially a dynasty. Uh Honestly, could be on the verge. They're not the betting favorites. Not sure why, but they should be the favorites to go on to win the thing next year because they're only going to be better, in my opinion. There's no way, there is no, no way that they don't get Mahomes more weapons on offense. There's just no way that defense is young and only going to get better. Would not be question surprised marks, to see them representing the AFC. What question marks do you have? I mean, defensively, like what's going on with Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed is, is a free agent. Like they got some pieces that they have to yeah. figure out if they're going Everybody to Everybody does. And whatnot. But, you know, with Mahomes, you have Mahomes, you have a shot. Hell, to, the Eagles do, man. We're about to dive into it. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles have a lot of questions, a myriad of, of a lot of roster decisions to make that we'll, we'll talk about um, um, in just a second here. But before we get into it, appreciate 
all of you guys as always tuning into the episodes and the, uh, the podcast here. If you could do us a favor and be sure to leave reviews, rate five stars. They all do help with the exposure of the Philly pod. Like Steven mentioned, the off season is where uh, we, we, I guess, like, like Steven said, made our brand, made ourselves a few years back during the off season. A lot of people enjoy the, uh, the draft content and they like hearing news and rumors and stuff during a period of time where perhaps maybe not a lot is going on throughout the NFL. So we're happy to get up here and provide that, uh, that content. And this is the first of uh, the consistent stuff that's coming throughout, uh, you know, February, March, April, leading up to the draft and all the breakdowns. You guys know how OTAs and training camp goes. If you're, if it's not your first rodeo, I'm sure if you're listening to us by this point. So thank you guys for uh, supporting us as always. And can't wait uh, to continue to provide, provide the content through the podcast, through the written content as well on the libertyline.com that also continues to grow uh, day in and day out. So, so much appreciated on that front reviews and uh, ratings go a long way. That is your best way to show appreciation uh, to us. So we thank you guys for doing that. Those of you that have done so, and for those of you that will do so in the future, your uh, efforts do not go unnoticed there. So thank you guys uh, uh, very much. Uh, Steven, I guess the first order of business here, this is, there's a lot, like I said, no shortage of really things to get into here, but I think we should start with one uh, Hassan Reddick because there is a lot. We knew, we knew there were, some movement had to be made with the things he was saying in training camp last year in regards to the contract. He said, y'all see it, but I'm going to play. You know, you don't really have any leverage when you're in the second year of a deal that you signed that three year, $45 million deal. Uh, but we all know he was outplaying his contract. And now we're at an impasse where uh, the Eagles have given him permission to seek a trade. Doesn't mean that Hassan Reddick necessarily wants out of Philadelphia. He has come out and debunked that he has requested the trade. He wants to remain in Philadelphia mm. if possible, but he's going to go out, test the market, see what he's worth, and then come back to the Eagles and say, are you guys going to pay me this or not? And if the answer is not, then you go ahead and try and figure out what a fair compensation is. So that is kind of where the Eagles are at as far as the future of Hassan Reddick, but he'll be 30 by the time the season starts, Steven, and how he could potentially be looking at the, uh, now obviously two different positions, not really comparable apples to oranges, uh, apples to oranges in that regard, but you saw what James Bradbury did, just paid him and his decline. You don't anticipate Hassan Reddick wow, having wild that. comparison having, there, I just said apples to oranges, but, but okay. how he's probably thinking like, man, 30 year olds, I just paid one. Uh, I got to be careful about the 30 year olds I'm paying uh, uh, moving forward, but Reddick does produce, you know, 27 sacks over the last two seasons. And you look at the top edge rushers in the NFL currently, Nick Bosa, 34 million. Where was he in the Super Bowl? By mm-hmm. the way, TJ Watt, $28 million. Joey Bosa, $27 million a year. Miles Garrett, 25 million. Montez Sweat just got a new deal, 24 and a half million. Rayshon Gary just got paid 24 million. Khalil Mack, 23 and a half. Max Crosby, 23 and a half million dollars so reddick's looking at all these guys that he's on par with maybe not the garretts and the tj watts but he's certainly in the next tier and he's like man i'm, I'm making 15 million i need mm. to be at bare minimum making 21 22 yeah. so i think his uh his his market's going to be i don't know who's going to hand him 25 ish because you know on the on the age alone but he's certainly going to get paid you know like i said bare minimum 21 22 million a year so steven if you're the front office you're howie roseman i'm sure you're obviously interested in retaining the services of Hassan Reddick. He's by far your best pass rusher. Uh, Josh Sweat kind of fell off the face of the earth last year, as did the rest of the defense. You know, not just not just his fault, but he's by far your best pass rusher. You want to bring him back because you already lost. You already declined in, in total sacks last season. You don't want to decline even more by getting rid of, of, of your best pass rushing. But he is 30. 
and how he's going to be wary of, of giving big money to a 30 year old where do you he's you don't really consider him an ascending player he's certainly a, a very good player but he's not really ascending he ascended when he got here that's why like the he contract did. everybody he looks did. back and is like oh man the eagles are only paying him that he exceeded expectations far exceeded expectations coming here you know and that's you know that's how it happens how he's done great and a lot, a lot of free. If you look back over the last few years, dating even back to the Super Bowl run, obviously he's done fantastic in free agency. He's taken a lot of very solid players, signed them to decent contracts that end up looking like bargain deals because they overperform when they come here. The first name, two names that come to my mind: Malcolm Jenkins and Brandon Brooks. Both good mm-hmm. players, but they came here, and I mean, Brandon Brooks even far exceeded expectations. Even Hassan Reddick. I remember a lot of people, even at the time. We're like, man, they kind of gave a lot of money to a guy who we're not even sure is like an edge rusher. Like, what position is he? What's he good at, right? Well, mm-hmm. w- well, we know what he's good at. He's good at rushing the passer. Obviously, a whole new defensive scheme here, which I'd imagine will factor heavily into a lot of uh, decisions. But, uh, man, I feel it's my duty to calm the fan base down a little bit. Uh, this all began, of course, as it always does, an Eagles report coming out on a Sunday. Uh Usually, that's how it is. Unfortunately, this time around, it was on Super Bowl Sunday. The one Sunday where you're like, the Eagles aren't playing. What a disaster the ending of the season was. So much drama. Absolutely exhausting being a fan of the team. You get slapped in the face with the report that the Eagles are... What was it? The Eagles are pretty much... I don't, you know what? Fuck the report. The Eagles, I'll tell you what they did. The Eagles were just simply gauging interest around the league in Hassan Reddick. What can they get for him via trade? But not only that, what would teams be willing to offer him in free if he hits the, you know, if they can give him a contract, right, to play elsewhere? That's pretty much what happened. Uh, a lot of Eagles fans, I mean, even I did. I tend to be a little bit, I get caught up in the moment. We're like, oh man, they're moving on from this guy. What the hell are they doing? If you remember, similar thing happened last year with Darius Slay. You know, that's all I'm going to say on that. So, and also signing that, uh, signing um, the Browns outside linebacker, by the way, is not an indication at all that they're moving on from a sign Reddick. And also Nolan Smith's development or the Eagles belief in Nolan Smith does not have anything to do with moving on from a sign Reddick guys. I think all. that uh, another another thing that factors into this are the available uh, pass rushers that will be there free mm. uh, this offseason, like the Bryce Huffs and guys that you could kind of get that you got at Reddick's age when you signed him initially, and mm. you can do kind of do the similar structure, you know, sign them, they'll play, I'll play their contracts, and and we'll do this whole song and dance over again. So, do you want to invest that money into a thirty-year-old pass rusher? Or do you want to invest that money into a player that you know is, is is reaching their prime, and you can give them that money, a la Bryce Huff or whatever the name is going to be that you target in that regard? Or they can address it in the draft. Your boy Edrin Cooper is getting a lot of hype these days, and links to the Eagles. My that boy, Phil. Yeah, that's your guy. You told me when I'm screaming about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and you're like Edrin Cooper, don't don't yep. sleep. He's, he's better. So so mm-hmm. although. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. We haven't done. I personally haven't done uh, my due diligence on on draft prospects to this point yet. Uh, but I would assume Jer- Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is off ball, and Edrin Cooper is an edge rusher. If I had to guess, I haven't watched much of of Axman Jr. <laughs> to this point. But I'll break uh, out the tape and and sort of. I, I doubt. I doubt he's coming off the edge <laughs> the same way Edrin Cooper is. Right. So, uh, well, so. I just like Cooper's like measurables and stuff. He's just bigger and a better athlete. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can. I can understand why. 
So it's just like you said, when you hear the name Reddick and you're like, why would you give away him? You know, hometown guy. And he's one of the few guys that have shown up on the defense. Not going to give him uh, away. I would hope not. Clearly not giving him away. Probably a Talks have to start at a second-round pick, I would assume. I'd hope so, They have to start there. Well, I'm sure if it's up to Howie, they're starting at a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Probably three first if you're you're Howie. And then you you negotiate from there. But I would assume like a two and a three or or whatever the situation may have because um, Zach Berman also reported soon after that report had come out about Reddick's permission to seek a trade. Uh, they said that the Eagles will only move Riddick in a deal that makes sense, obviously, both with the compensation in return and if their cap objectives cannot be achieved with a new deal because they obviously want to save money. You can do so by extending him and, you know, kick the can down the road as the Eagles like to do. You save money by cutting Kevin Byard. We'll talk about all the mm. cut candidates and all that down the road, but cutting Kevin Byard and uh, f- figuring out what you're going to do with Avante Maddox, there's a way to save money. So, um, so yeah, I was just going to say that. Like the obvious <laughs> names, by the way, that are getting mentioned, and we're going to touch on this stuff as far as extension goes. Everybody seems to, as they should, Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. Well, guys, I'm here to tell exactly. you there's a lot more than you think. Uh, I think Jake Elliott, by the way, could be due <sighs> for an extension. What, what are you laughing at? Uh, just not the name I expected to hear. Go ahead. Though. <laughs> so I think he's only under contract for one more year. The Obviously, I, he signed that extension right after the Super Bowl, I want to say, or maybe a year or two after the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's up yeah, after a year or two. I want to so. say the Eagles are not concerned with kicker money. I'm sure they'll find a way to uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it's a good there's, point. It's a good there's point. some maneuvering that could be done if they extend him because, like, let's just be honest, man. Like, Jake Elliott's going to want to make top kicker money. If he's not the best, he's the second best kicker in the NFL. Mm-hmm, and sure. Justin Tucker, by the way, I believe who we, we all probably consider the GOAT <laughs> at his position, even at his age. I think he's making like six, six and a half million. So, you know, something to consider. Uh, Jake Elliott is signed through 2027. I mean, I'm sorry, through 2025. So uh, end of next season, if I'm mm. reading this correctly. I, I always I like spot track out better than better than over the cap, so I'm not sure. Oh wait, I have it here. I have it here. He's an unrestricted free agent in, in. Oh my god, I hate the way they in 2025. So you're right. Next season is his last season. I had a I'm feeling. Sorry. Yeah, so next season is his last year. They'll figure out a way to work that out. I'm sure. But yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Devontae Smith and Landon Dixon certainly factor into this as well because they're due deals. Um, and let's pivot to to Devontae actually because there's a lot of talks made about. Do you pay him now? Do you wait? Um, obviously, they're going to pick up his fifth-round options, so the extension doesn't kick in until after that. Uh, but he's played three seasons, which makes him uh, eligible option. for an extension. Or fifth year. What did I say? What did I think I say? he said fifth round. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, fifth-year option uh, <laughs> that, that he's eligible for um, after, uh, after these first four seasons. And then that'll roll into, obviously, his next deal. Now, a lot of people are weary of now. Now, Spot Track has his market value projected at like $19.9 million, roughly $20 million. Mm. I think that undersells Devontae Smith, but if that's what it costs, I would quickly do it, mm. do it today. Um, Steven, are we in a place, if you, if you were running, running the organization, because I'm weary of what the market will look like after Justin Jefferson gets his money and Amon Ross St. Brown gets his money and whenever C.D. Lamb gets paid as well. I feel like similarly to how they jumped the, got on got on the ball with Jalen Hurts and paid mm-hmm. him before the other guys. I feel like you want to pay Devontae Smith before those other guys get paid. And then if you do, then the question amongst fans, obviously with all the AJ theatrics that oh, happened boy. this season, yeah. do you want to commit over forty five million dollars a year to your receivers? AJ signed through twenty twenty six at twenty five million a year. I say yes, 
I say you find a way to make it work. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of people I talk to that have been doing this a lot longer than I have says no team in the league is going to pay $50 million a year to just receivers. It's just not mm. feasible in, in the NFL. So where, where do you, obviously I know you're on the side of the fence of keep both receivers at all costs, especially with the history that the Eagles had of hardly having one elite receiver, let alone two. Um, how would you kind of maneuver this? What's kind of your max level that you would pay Devontae Smith at this juncture? Or would well, you pay him or when would you pay him, I guess, and go from there? Well, for his case, like for Devontae Smith specifically, like I feel like why wouldn't you do it now is my mm-hmm. question. Like why would you wait? Like what do you what more do you need to see? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, especially with, like, I know it's his first year, but Kellen Moore's offense, I imagine he's going to put up great numbers, maybe even better numbers, maybe best numbers of his career, you know? So you get, you get into that point. conversation. Uh, I guess maybe you're one year closer to A.J. Brown's under contract for this Through year, 2026. Year? Through 2026, yeah. So, oh. So, yeah. So he has three more seasons. Uh, I could, uh, I could, I could tell you in a second. Well, that's interesting. Um, I don't, my thing is this, I understand organization and even football philosophy when it comes to the salary cap, but you did see it's going to be raised yet again due to all these TV deals and everything like that. Um, my thing is this, like these, these two guys have proven they're both young. Even AJ Brown, I feel like is still at a relatively good age. Delonte is obviously uh, three young. more seasons. Sorry to cut okay. you off. Three more seasons. I guess so confused with like the year, the the league years and the calendar yeah, maybe years they extend, and what year Maybe they look to extend AJ Brown. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't man. buy all this other what. <laughs> What? No time soon. No time soon. <laughs> I, dude, it can only help. It can only help your cap situation. You can't roll it out. It's Howie Roseman we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe agree. he really jumps early on it, you know? I agree. I agree. No I sign of him could... regressing. He's top five wide receiver. Maybe better. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, but he's some... in the MVP conversation, for God's sake. Yeah. But my thing is that as far as allocating that much money to the wide receiver room, I mean, look, even with Kellen Moore, and this is something we'll we'll really dive into. Like, what are they going to do about wide receiver three? We'll touch on that. But, like, this is your offense we're talking about. Those are your top two weapons on offense. And, you know, this team wants to be a pass-happy offense. Both guys are with 1,000-plus yard receivers. Like, I get it. I get the concern. But, honestly, like, if you look around the league, like, that's the objective. You want two dominant pass catchers. Like, I, I don't want to hear about the Chiefs. That's the outlier. Um, I mean, maybe the Bengals are a good comparison. Like, they're good chance they let T. Oh, Higgins T. go. Yeah, T. Higgins is about to not be a part of that equation, so. But I, I just don't think – I don't see why you don't have both guys under contract. You take that. Like, I, I don't see how you don't. Yeah, I think, well, you know, we all know that Howie likes – to reward his own draft pick, certainly, because, you know, as, as the infrequency that he hits on them. Devontae, a guy that he's proud of drafting, and I'm sure— It got you to the Super Bowl, man. And, and wants to keep in Philadelphia, so he's going to be eager to pay him. Landon Dickerson, another pick, one that we all kind of scoffed at when it happened because we wanted JOK, the the linebacker, where we wanted Asante Samuel Jr. personally, or whatever the, the, the case may be. Um, So he's going to definitely pay him. He's a Pro Bowl guard, so there's no reason not to pay Landon. So, yeah, these guys— are are going to get their money and then we're gonna have to figure out and not just that i don't mean to cut you off but i mentioned like the tv deals and everything yeah the cap situation's always going up whatever it is but cap is rising yeah. again like jalen hurts was the top paid player i guess it was for like six days and then it changes like 
you know, like teams, you know, they may not allocate that much money to the entire wide receiver room as a whole, but you're going to see like one right. Well, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, like one wide receiver alone could command upwards of 30 million, probably closer to 40 million. Like, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it could happen. What's Tyreek uh, Hill making? Uh, he makes a lot of money. He makes over 30 million. 30 million. Yeah. So yeah, or close to see. it or close to it. But then when Jalen Waddle gets paid, like, what are, we, what are they going to do? It's going to be the same, same situation. I doubt they let him walk despite his injury concerns. And all that stuff. The salary cap is expected to rise to 250 million for 2024. The Eagles would have 27 million in space, but they can create extra space by cutting Kevin Byard. 13 million, you can create 11.8 million by extending Hassan Reddick. You can extend Devante to create an additional two million, and that would give them roughly 55 million dollars in cap space for this season. And then you worry about all that stuff. And the key um, here down. is. I'm not saying this to take away or even throw jabs, but yeah, they paid Jalen Hurts. It's no longer a QB on a rookie contract, so they're in this right. situation. At right. the end of the day, like you're gonna need to hit on draft picks, you know. Like obviously, it's a it's an awesome world to live in when your QB is on a rookie contract, but you know what? He's not anymore. And Forty Nine ers living in that world Bowl. right now. Yeah, exactly. A, and and, and they're not taking advantage. They haven't delivered a Super Bowl. They've been close. And they Neither just did can't. we though. Neither did we this. <laughs> but so, right, I know. But we can't play that game anymore. Jalen Hurts is extended. He's a part of the team, and this is what we have, you know. And we're trying to right, get back right. to the Super Bowl. So the only thing you can do, how he can work the cap magic as as much as he possibly can, extending people, cutting people, making trades, whatever it may be. But it comes down to drafting. You need players on rookie deals, and you know, I I know he had he kind of fell off towards the end of the season but you know if Jalen Carter can be who we think he is that's a guy on a rookie deal you know Jordan Davis needs to develop man he needs to have a huge offseason needs to come in and shape they got the coaching staff around him to get it done it's on him it's on him and something that's not being talked about enough you mentioned the wide receiver room they have a lot of money tied up to that secondary the cornerbacks and even Mm -hmm. you want to throw safety in there like Kevin Byard yeah he's making his money too for somebody who didn't really play that well here um They got to hit on draft picks. And that's why, like, the Eagles have their philosophy when it comes to drafting and stuff like that. But you know what? This might be the year they draft a corner in the first round. It might have to be. There's a lot of talent at that position. You're going to have to. You can't allocate that much. Not only can you not allocate that much money to a position, but if it's a position that's like you're not – we're not even – like, Slay's a year older. Like, still, Mm -hmm. he's a great player. You're confident in him. But – you know, like that's a lot of money to a guy of his age, even. You know, so that's all yeah. I'm saying on that. There's ways to figure this out, and it, and honestly, it just comes down to hitting on the draft, and you know, maybe free agency, like like I mentioned earlier, get some, you know, bargain deals, whatever the case may be. With um, with the as far as the receivers, you don't want to get into a place where you can't, like like you said, you have so much money in your top guys that you can't afford to bring in other guys because wide receiver three is a big deal in Kellen Moore's offense. Like they, he he utilizes those guys he did in Dallas, and he attempted to do so in LA last year. If he had guys that were healthy enough to do so, like Josh Palmer and those kind of guys who had to step up and be the first option uh, down the stretch for him um, last season, like last year, the the next highest wide receiver after Brown. And uh, and uh, Devontae Smith had like 200 yards. I think Zacchaeus had like two, two, whatever it was, 214 or something like that. So you're going to want to bring a guy like Noah Brown who has uh, Kellen Moore connections or, or somebody like that and make sure you can pay them and get a guy who can be serviceable in case you have to deal with injuries to AJ or Devontae because you don't want to lose one of those guys and then be scrambling and trying to find guys midseason like a Julio Jones or whatever happened to try and get some wide receiver help in here. 
So I think the Eagles uh, are going to learn from that mistake last season and trying to like, it can't just be, I know as much as Sirianni likes to say it's Smitty, it's AJ and it's Goddard. And that's it. Those are the three guys our offense run through. That's nice and all, but you gotta, you gotta have other guys step up when needed. And Quez obviously isn't that guy. He probably walks in free agency. Um, they'll, they'll need to get a third guy in here, whether it be Noah Brown or, or some other guys, and they'll have to try and uh, figure that out. Speaking of guys headed to free agency, still on the, on the off, uh, offensive side of the ball, DeAndre Swift is a, is, a, is a hot name right now because he's a guy that had a career year in Philadelphia, career high in rushing attempts, career high in rushing yards, had 1,200 scrimmage yards for a guy who was largely underutilized throughout the season, especially down the stretch here towards the end as the offense began to sputter. Um, I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what a fair market price is for, 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 for DeAndre Swift. I'll have to speak with some other people to see what they think is feasible. I don't know. I know during the season, I heard rumblings of the Eagles view DeAndre Swift as more than just a one-year rental. Like they have interest Ooh. in bringing him back and making him a piece of this offense as you should. Like he stayed healthy. He's, he's young. What is he? 25, 26 years old. And he performed well. And I don't see why you wouldn't bring him back. I understand the whole philosophy and you're not going to pay your running backs and this and that. And uh, I, I broke some numbers down today that we'll talk about in just a second after I get your opinion on this, Steven, but is, I don't, I don't, I'm, I, I don't know which way the Eagles go. I'm like 50, 50 on this. We know how he historically doesn't pay guys. He hasn't gave out big money to a running back since LaShawn McCoy. That was like 2012, I think 12 years ago. So I, I don't know where they lean. I don't know why you wouldn't. He fits the bill of a guy you want in this offense. I know he's not a bell cow and every down back and this and that. And I know the free agents that are going to be out there, some Saquon stuff. People are talking about Austin Eckler, who I have no interest in, but because he played for the Chargers and Kellen Moore was there, maybe maybe he comes here. J.K. Dobbins coming off an Achilles tear. He's going to probably get a cheap one-year uh, I'm sure he'll get a one-year incentive-based deal to play somewhere. That's right up Howie's alley. He loves them cheap one-year <laughs> prove-it contracts and then let them go. So J.K. Dobbins is a name that a lot of people have circled. Um, what what is your what is your read on the on the DeAndre Swift thing to this point, Steve? So obviously, uh, a lot of people are mentioning it could be a similar situation to Miles Sanders. I I agree with that. Um, I could see him trying to make his agent trying to push him to make that much money, like sign a four year, like, but I think, I think, I think, I think Sanders proved that like, he just wasn't that guy over time. Like he wasn't used in the super bowl. He got hurt and he was, yeah, that's why, that's why I I was okay. I was okay with him going, but this is different to me because I think Swift has a lot more to offer. I actually think he's a better player. I do too. Um, yeah, and uh, he held up this year. You know, one of the knocks on him was his health. I feel like he held mm-hmm. up this year. Um, he proved to be, and honestly, I think there was like that's the you know thing. why <laughs> you know why because he wasn't used that often. That's why he was healthy. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, he put up good good numbers, man, in an in an yeah, offense yeah. that we want I'm to just throw the I'm football. Just... I, I I get it, but uh, <laughs> I still think there was food left on the plate too. Oh, I for think sure. There's so much meat on the, the bone, man. Game, and that's why I yeah. want him back. I want him back really bad, I, and I would be really upset if they decide. And I understand the cap situation, but I'd be really upset if they elect to let him walk and they sign a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who you mentioned has the health concerns, and then maybe they go and look in the draft to get somebody better, somebody better than Kenneth Gainwell, right? Uh, more versatile, just a better player all around, better athlete. You're finally still, writing I, off Kenneth Gainwell, are you? 
about about time. Mark this day on the calendar. <laughs> Mark this day on the calendar. <laughs> man, I didn't think what happened, man. Stephen Conrad Jr. writes off his guy Kenneth Gainwell. It was a long yeah, time. Yeah, but um, I could see like, would you? I Swift like five million per year, three or four year deal, making five million per year. I would do that. Would you? His his market million? per per spot track. His market value is six point seven million dollars. Oh, okay, a little bit more. I mean, I'd still do it. I I, uh, I guess. Well, we're just assuming it would be like a three or four year deal, right? Mm, two, two or three. I think three is the highest how we would go because you know running backs and and their shelf life. You don't know when they start to decline or whatnot. I think I think he would go three. Uh, so what would that be like a three year, nineteen ish million dollar deal? Like that's that's. I mean, that's fine with me. You got to figure out the guarantees and all that stuff. But I wouldn't hate it. I just, I just. I just he does a lot of things, and I Kellen Moore is going to want to use him. He wasn't That's my used opinion. as a receiver last two year. Left right, there's just and and you look at Kellen Moore's offense. The backs are featured in the passing game, you know. And I think like everybody talks about Swift. Well, maybe he's not really a three down back. Okay, certainly I agree not, with you. Not, yeah. But although he did look like he did look the part in a few games last year, but he's he can't do that all season long. But. And honestly, I think that's what you want from the running back position is a guy like he's that's twenty five, like, man. Like, what more right. do you want? In a, in a and you want, back? I like, think, hmm. I in an ideal world, like including salary cap and everything, I think in an ideal world you would want a running back who is like DeAndre Swift because he's flirt he's he he flirts with being a three down back but he's not quite that so then you don't have to give him that giant like Saquon even Ezekiel Elliott in his prime type contract and then your team's screwed you know what i mean he's he's Has he's, there has there ever been a time that you can remember from watching DeAndre Swift last season where you looked at him and he was like ah maybe maybe he's not that guy like i don't recall ever thinking that watching him like i every time i've watched him i'm like they need to give him the ball more i don't I like when you watch Miles, you were just like, he just don't like you. You could watch Miles and be like, he just doesn't have it. Like, right. as much as you want him to be, like, I watched Swift and I just, all I, all I remember thinking is that we need to use him more. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of a time where I've watched Swift. Now, I know there's film gurus out there that'll probably can point out a hole or two he missed or, or whatever the case may be, but I cannot think of a time where I was frustrated watching DeAndre Swift. And for that reason, I think there is a higher ceiling for him, especially in a Kellen Moore quote-unquote pass-heavy offense, even though he does run the ball. But but in a pass-heavy offense, I think he'll find creative ways to use him. And like you said, meat, food on the plate, meat on the bone. DeAndre Swift in last season's offense was the equivalent to white people like eating wings and leaving meat on the wings. It's Black History Month, I can say this. this is, do you leave, <laughs> Have you do ever you seen me leave meat on the do wings? You leave, do you leave meat on the bone when you reach your no. wings? I've seen your wings. I've seen your drumsticks specifically there. All they, right. They, they, Let you tell it then. <laughs> Let you tell, but I think I think there's I think there's there's a lot to be had for from a DeAndre Swift in in, in a, a behind Jalen Hurts and a Kellen Moore led offense. I think I would be excited to see that. I think the Eagles have some level of interest in bringing him back. They'll have to see what other teams offer him because I could see him going to Baltimore or whatever the case is and having success over there. Um, but I just mm. I just a 25 year old multi dimensional back that can do everything for you proven he can carry the load he's there's there was games last season where he got 20 21 carries and and obviously the pass catching ability is there there's there's not a lot of cons to to bringing him back I don't hometown see kid it's a, it's just so likable and he's so freaking talented you know i remember last season i think the general consensus around this fan base and, and even media people was that Maybe DeAndre Swift is pretty much essentially just replacing Miles Sanders. They're pretty similar. They're both talented players, but like there's also saw, the any running back can be successful behind this line. You know that, that I'm that, done that, with that. That people garbage. will say I'm that so people sick, will say I, I'm <laughs> sick of that nonsense. But 
I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's not nonsense because there is some truth. to yeah, it. Yeah, no, there's definitely truth <laughs> to it. But like, I'm past that because I, I you know, I, I I've been th- I just I've been through the days where we just put just like just you don't want a complete lack of talent, and that's the thing when you put DeAndre Swift side by side with the other backs in this room, Boston Scott, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and even I mean Rashad Penny, rest in peace to him. Uh, <laughs> I don't RIP his Eagles tenderly, but I have to I have to uh, take my L on that one. I'll take my L that I screamed, I mean, I, screamed I do too. all year long that they were bubble wrapping this man for the postseason. They just didn't they just didn't mm. do it. So I'll hold the L there. I I swore that's what was going on, but but like I guess not. DeAndre Swift, when you watch him, man, he is just so far more talented than what they have. You know, it's just it's just not even close. It's night and day. And then I, I mentioned the Miles Sanders thing. Like it's clear he's a better player than Miles, man. He's definitely better, you know? Like it's it's kind of wild. Even before I saw Swift officially in an Eagles uniform and performing for the team, I felt like he was slightly better because I remember watching him on the Lions, and obviously he carved us up in that Week One matchup. But then you get him here, and you're like, "Wow!" Like he had a fraction of the touches Miles Sanders had. It seemed like, and he just dominated, man. It seemed like he, like you said, left meat on the bone. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at with the situation. Um, I, I just hope Howie's doing everything he can to make it happen. I guess my this next dude was this dude was fifth in rushing yards, bro. Yeah, that's a, that's insane. Fifth and in especially yards on a, a guy team that wasn't the, used. Right. Oh, on a team, used. by the way, that has all the pass catchers that they do, Jalen Hurts being the quarterback that he is. By the way, Jalen Hurts, I know he was, you know, had that knee injury, but Jalen Hurts is gonna rush the ball. He's gonna rush the ball. Like that's a guy who takes away from a running back's touches and he's still fifth in the league is insane. So I guess my next question for you is, you know, DeAndre Swift's agent, when you look around free agent running backs there's derrick henry you mentioned um i was about to ask you about derrick. saquon barkley right saquon uh dobbins i'm, oh, I'm not asking you if i'd replace him with those guys um i was gonna ask could i could i persuade you into a swift derrick henry uh like backfield could i could i <laughs> wait they could do both <laughs> i mean i don't know what derrick's gonna get on the well, he's imagine... aging and obviously a shell of himself at this point but oh, you know, he, I, still, oh. He, he still runs hard so i mean I, well, that I, was my next question. Was, this is how hell bent is Howie on like making the Super Bowl this year? You would assume very after the way the, the year ended. So, so I walk out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So would they would he be hell bent enough to bring in Derrick Henry and pair him with DeAndre Swift? Like that's pretty damn hell bent. Wait, so even you, that that even go that even goes outside of Howie's comfort like wait, comfort wait, wait, level. Wait. Just so we're clear, what what do we think league wide? Like regardless of where Derrick Henry signs, what do you think his contract looks like? Uh, just per year, per year. You don't have to project. Oh, per just, year. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be less than five. I would assume we can't be. Oh, so than less than period. Swift. What about Saquon? Oh, Saquon's gonna get paid somewhere. He's gonna. He's 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 top three back in the league. He'll get. He'll get. So we. He'll get. We, to, he'll, get, get he'll get. He'll get at least ten a year. I think. Somewhere. So I guess we agree. Swift would be the third. I mean, you could probably argue even better, but he's a top three free agent running back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I th- he'll 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 have interest. It's not like the Eagles going to be the only team vying for his services. Teams are going to want him. Baltimore. There's going to be teams. He out does want to come back, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, they said he said so. I want to come back, but you know, we know how the Eagles roll with their numbers. Uh, what did Jonathan Taylor just get paid? Uh, what was what was his contract? Three year, forty two million dollars. I expect oh. Saquon's deal to be roughly around there. Some somebody will pick up Saquon's deal. Uh, I'm trying to look up the uh, the list of free agent. Uh, running backs here. Derrick Henry. Did Josh Jacobs get paid? Wait, would you no? rather? Okay, if you can only pick one on the Eagles next year, Derrick Henry or DeAndre Swift? Oh, DeAndre Swift. Why would Me you? Too. Like, you I don't Derek... know, man. There were some Eagles fans I saw arguing on Twitter. They're like, "You're out of your mind if you wouldn't want Derrick Henry over uh, DeAndre Swift." And I'm he's like, not washed yet, but he's 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 he's, he's getting 
Yeah, man. I think Swift fits the <laughs> offense way better, man. Yeah, yeah. Derek, I mean, I mean, Derek Henry is Derek Henry, but he's 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 declining. He's declining for he's for, almost for, a player for lack like of he, a better term. He's talented, but man, I feel like he's almost a player where you have to like rethink your playbook when he's in your offense a little bit. AJ Dillon's out there. You pair him with Swift as a power guy. He can he always draft a running too. back too, and I hope that Howie doesn't think like maybe I just go this route and like like you mentioned earlier, sign a guy like J.K. Dobbins and then say, hey, let's we'll draft a running back in the fourth. So round. Pollard's an unrestricted free agent. Is he really? And that's I have no interest in him, but I did not. I did not know. I can see so, Dallas. Yeah, some, Dallas is going to overpay him. That's what they'll do. I don't. I don't even know that. But they, there's definitely when I look at the names, I think Swift is yeah, probably the third best name on this list. Eric Henry, Saquon. You have Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Zeke, Devin, Devin Singletary, who had a good year. There's uh, no signs of him slowing down either, and that's why I that's think like I, I just don't that's know. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I think this is one that I, I don't. Eagle signed a running back today, though. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, just like the Hassan Reddick thing. Let's, let's, let's they signed that outside. Yeah, who, by the way, mean? like what does it's this a mean dev- for the future? What does this yeah. mean? What does this mean? Congratulations I mean, to Tyrion Davis Price. He signed a futures contract with the Eagles. Former 49ers backs. We, LSU, we don't really have right? luck with former. Yeah, but we don't have luck with former 49ers guys. Who was who's mm. the guy? Oh, oh, we wanted was, to give more um, carries to Trey Sermon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't yeah, work yeah. out. So that, so 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 that is I, they do need. This is why it's so ideal. Like I think Swift would be free. He would be fantastic in Kellen Moore's offense. But like also, I I've got some names circled. I do this all the time. But they need to draft. Like it can't be. I'm trying to think. The last two running backs. I could be way off on this. I guess you have to throw Miles Sanders in there. So three, the last three running backs, how he's drafted, none of them are particularly uh, big in the uh, power department. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they no, need a Wendell big... Smallwood. Uh, who's who's that other guy? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Danell Pumphreys. Danell Pumphreys. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell. Sproles, Sproles like it's been like a lot of these like scat backs or whatever the hell you want to yes. call them and you have the you have the the cracked out scat back of of deandre swift so why get rid of him this just, i don't even know just, if scat backs kind of like he's like a bell cow and a scat back mix yeah you know like what I'm he's saying? everything he's just everything you want like i don't understand you gave a fourth rounder to get him last offseason so it's 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 all you know you know what's another option they could do they need a, like a, them... they need a jordan howard type Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. What? He was so good like, for us. They needed a Garrett Blount type is what they need. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. Like a, somebody Howard's who can... not the name I want to hear. As, as good as he was for that little spurt there. But, but you know what I'm the, saying. I get it. I get you. Though. A guy that just runs downhill. You just want a downhill guy. That can that can change up the pace. And, and maybe he can do a little bit more. But, like, you don't need That's to go That's why it didn't complete. work last year. Like, you want to bring in, like, like you, they brought in Kenneth Gainwell when when Swift needed a breather, who largely does the same thing to a lesser extent. Than and DeAndre he's way Swift. worse. He's a better, but he's a better pass blocker than Swift is. I'll give him that. He's a, he's a better pass. Swift needs and, hey, you some, know what, some help though? in the pass blocking department. I'll you know tell what, you that. though? Who knows? Like, who honestly knows? Like, maybe Kellen Moore, like, gets the absolute most out of Kenneth Gainwell as, like, your running back, too. Oh, God. Uh, well. Uh, hey, well, well I'll, I'll hold out hope. People forget. <laughs> I know I I'm a forget. little down on him, but it's only because of how things played out. Like you can't forget this was a down year on Amen. on the offense and the coaching staff. Like you know, one Gainwell was be nice here next for year. us. Gainwell was a really crucial part of the yeah, offense. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. When when Miles Sanders was phasing, when phasing catch. Out. you know, one name one name who will be here is Boston Scott. No oh, man, they just, they just will never get rid of him. <laughs> He'll be here. He'll be here. Although yeah, it's he didn't... so evident. What is that running back room lacking? They're lacking a bigger back. I'm not hey, saying they need yeah. to go completely in the like big Derrick Henry, like Eric Blunt type, but like bring me a guy 
Like the problem is they've gone so far in the other direction with these short scat back types. Even Boston Scott, I'd throw in there. I know Boston Scott can run. He's kind of got like he can take hits. He can absorb it, but like just talent, talent. Oh, big. Could you imagine DeAndre Swift in motion? Like with Mikel? Oh my god. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck. Shit. Shit, man. You know what's another option they could do? I don't think the Eagles go this route because they've used the tag like twice, <laughs> but they could use the franchise tag on DeAndre Swift if they so choose. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. They haven't used the tag since Deshaun Jackson a long time ago, and I think that if they, if the Eagles were to use the franchise tag on DeAndre Swift, they'd have to pay him like the average of the five highest paid running backs, and I don't think they want to do that. Mm. Right now, that averages around $11 million. That's overpaying, so I don't think – they do that, but they do have the franchise tag to use. They've used, they've used it like once on Michael Vick, I believe, once on Deshaun Jackson, and like once on LJ Smith are like the only names I can remember that they've ever used the tag on. So <laughs> the Eagles do have it if they choose to use it. I thought they were going to potentially use it on Chauncey last year. I thought that that might have been an option for them, but that is uh, that is that. But we would like DeAndre Swift uh, to 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 return. <laughs> To, to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not saying he has to be like the only back you have, but he definitely should be one of the backs they bring back in 2024. So this actually kind of in a way to me is a little similar. You mentioned, um, I kind of want to rewind a little bit to the wide receiver situation. You mentioned wide receiver mm-hmm. threes, and uh, obviously we're, we can dive into them on a separate time, like the free agents that they could look to get. I have my mm-hmm. eyes on some. Part of me wonders, like, due to the cap situation, like, this is a loaded wide receiver draft class. And um, mm-hmm. obviously, Devontae is entering his prime. A.J. Brown is in his prime. And the wide receiver three position for a very long time has been just signed free agent journeyman. Zach Pascal was a fantastic player for us last year. Didn't put up crazy numbers, but he was a great locker room guy, fit the scheme, blocked so hard. Run game was dominant. People forget that. Two years ago. Is it official? It's it's two it's officially two seasons going now. Last year was that's what I meant. But it's Sorry. the off season. Yeah. yeah. No, we get it. We get um it. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe due to the cap situation, they just punt on wide receiver three and uh, look, nobody wants to hear this. I'm not saying he's hey, gonna man. be the Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish because there's a I, name I'm, Eagles fans want. I'll let you go. There. In free agency or the draft? In free agency. Oh, you're oh. talking about the draft. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, originally heading into this offseason, that was my mindset. Just sign a wide receiver three. Go get one in the offseason. But you know what? Uh, wouldn't Marvin hurt. Harrison Jr. There you no, go. Jesus, no. <laughs> Brock Bowers. Get to, you know, we don't know. We haven't touched on Dallas Goddard, by the way. But anyway. Oh, we need to, though. Uh I don't know. Talented wide receiver class. Get one on a rookie deal. Develop him behind those two studs. Are you kidding me? Behind A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith? Like, we're talking. This is long-term you know, wrestling term. Long-term booking. This is long-term planning. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not saying this guy's going to be wide receiver three. But, um, you know, I think Britton Covey deserves more opportunity. Well, my God. Okay. Well. What? what? I didn't on, say on wide offense? receiver three. On the offense? Yes. You, you yes. implied you want him to be WR3. My God. That is, Did, that I didn't is... imply that. I said he deserves oh, a chance at competing for it. God, we are in a bad shape if we need Brent Covey to see snaps on offense. We are in bad shape. We are, we are well, in, bad shape. in an ideal offense. world, he's like wide receiver four, and you maybe sign six. wide receiver. In an ideal world, he's right, wide receiver right. six, bro. No, I four. think he's got potential, four. man. God. Best punt return in the league, arguably. Uh, yeah, could that's you, great. Could use him in the slot. Kellen Moore could use him similarly similarly i can never say that word to uh some of the wide receiver threes he's had in the past yeah i don't need to see Brent covey on taking any snaps on offense hey i'm not saying that's my 
wide receiver three set in stone. I'm just saying be open-minded. Just want to give the white man some shine. I get it. That's cool. Respect your, respect, respect your uh, demographic. I understand. It's fine what it is. So you don't uh, see this at all? No, hell no. Fuck no. I don't see Cubby taking any snaps. Like, unless unless we are decimated on offense. It made sense last year because Julio was, was is old, and you have Quez who can't even run a wide receiver screen correctly and all these other names, and, and receivers are banged up. So, okay, what, what can Britton Covey do? Okay, Devin Allen, why not? But I'm not in a year where we need to get back to the Super Bowl. And you have oh, Kellen, no, no, no. I agree with Kellen that. Kellen Moore, who's going to run a high-octane, cracked-out offense. You want Britton Covey to be so Covey the was focal like- point? The Covey focal was, point of the offense? No, we're not doing no, that. I didn't say that. Covey was wider, <laughs> Covey was what last year? Wide receiver like six? Six. <laughs> All right, six. move him up two spots. Not, wide even, receiver not even on the depth chart. The only reason he's on the depth chart is because he's special teams, and they had to list him on the depth chart as a wide receiver. All right, man, you know what? Remember formally, this day because if he exceeds expectations in training camp in these offseason workouts. What is exceeding? He he exceeded, he, exceeded, he he had a fine training camp last he'll year. do it again. What is he could do it again. What is exceeding expectations next year? 50 receiving Moving guys? up in the What's rotation. That? 50 receiving oh, yards. Oh, come on, man. Exceeding expectations would be him in the winning rotation. a higher oh, like, spot in the rotation and getting snaps on offense because he really didn't I get any. I can't. If I have to see a snap count with Britton Covey, I think he caught one pass. I think I think he literally caught one pass on offense last year. I bet there you was, was one, more than that. No, I, I literally think he had one catch last year. I'm not even bullshitting you. I, I did, I did well, in the Giants game alone, he had three for 35. And then besides three that, catches? right. So on the season, he had four for 42. So before the Giants game, where they didn't give a damn anymore. Before the they, Giants they, game, he had one catch for seven yards. Okay, so I still yes, yeah, so fine. I was so right. one I catch. think ex- <laughs> I, in my opinion, exceeding expectations for Britton Covey is having more it's than five receptions. <laughs> God, please, God, please. Dude, we Lord. laughed at him his first year here as the punt returner, and then he turned into the best. We used to laugh at him today because he gets clothesline from hell every single punt return. He's good at it, but it's still funny when he gets tackled. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's I'm not saying that's my plan. Do not I'm just put it, saying, please, God. I will take a six-round rookie over Britain. All right, now I, you're crazy, man. I have not. I will. I will take John Hightower, who is like in the UFL. All right, now right. you're take, wild. You're, no, you're crazy for that. Britain, Kobe, bro. This is what this. This is. Well, I would draft one. I'm telling you, I draft. All right, I'll draft one. I'm fine. I will. T- I will draft three, and I'll play them all before I play Britain Covey. I'm not. God, Britain Covey. This, I'll is, remember, this is where we're at. This is why we need to pay Devontae. You just laid out the perfect reasons why we need to bring, resign, not resign, extend Devontae Smith because we're already talking about needing to see Britain Covey. And you're working the margins at the other oh, wide receiver positions. That's why I said you have Lord. Covey on the contract that you do in house already. Could you He's imagine? We would be system. talking about. We would be having a more serious conversation about Britton Covey on offense God if we damn, did not have A.J. Have Brown all, or Devontae. You can't have all-stars at every position. Give me Devontae, yes, A.J. Brown, two, Dallas Goddard, we bring back DeAndre receiver. We have two at receiver to prevent us the need to ever see Britton Covey on offense. <laughs> and you know what? Kellen Moore, we talk about high praise for him as he should. Those things happen when you have a good coordinator and a good play caller. Guys that succeed expectations. Guys out of nowhere start putting up numbers. That's all I'm saying. I'll say this. You want to use you want to use this, Covey like a, right you want to use him like like Cavante Turpin, like how Dallas uses Cavante Turpin. That I don't one. even that's know. What you, that's what you're envisioning. Sure. Listen, listen. All I'm saying is, I would not be surprised if one of help. these two players far exceeds expect expectations in the Eagles' offense next year. I'm not saying they're going to have 500 yards. I'm saying far exceed expectations. One of Kenneth Gainwell. How can or you Covey. how can you far exceed expectations without 500 yards? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, Covey didn't even cross 100 yards. Didn't even cross 50 for that matter. Okay. 
I'm just saying, well, what if Kenneth Gainwell is like an awesome pass catching back in this offense next year? All right. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Philly Pop. Be sure uh, to subscribe. All right. You wanna, oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. I won't let him end. If it was my choice in a perfect world, we signed Curtis Samuel as wide receiver three. Yes. All right. Now you're speaking my language. I should have led Samuel with that, in this offense. Yes, you should have led with that before yeah, but, ever but saying Britton have, Covey had to touch this field. You have you have <laughs> to think though, a player like that would probably want to have a bigger role and more money. And the Eagles say he. Would I think come he'd here. be perfectly fine in his role in Deponte. Do you think? I think he. I think this is the ideal role for Curtis Samuel. We'll talk about it on a future pod when we break down all of the wide receivers that are in free agency and who would fit that role. But Curtis Samuel, hell yeah! If I'm if I'm Curtis Samuel and I'm coming from Washington playing with Terry McLaurin and uh, and uh, whoever else is over there, <laughs> and you look, I want to come well, in here. Honestly, I'm going to be if the I, slot I, guy with Kellen Moore playing with Deponte right, right. and AJ. Fuck yeah, I want to do that. Hell Actually, yeah, I, I have a better that? situation for him. If I'm What's Curtis that? Samuel's agent, jet sweeps. No, no, no. Listen, if I'm Curtis Samuel's agent, I try and demand that the NFL changes the schedule so that Sam Howell only plays the Eagles' defense, and you sign a mega contract. That's the ideal situation for Curtis Samuel. Are you excited for Brazil? Are we going to Brazil? Yeah, I want to go. go to. I want to go for the for the women alone. <laughs> appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the philly pod brought to you by the liberty line.com i'm your host as always victor williams follow me on all social media platforms uh at the philly pod do the same for steven conrad jr and, and talk to him about Britton covey being a focal point of next season's offense with kellen moore leading you just the charge, find apparently. a way you know what i'm so stunned you, I, you know what me? i'm calling fake news i'm calling fake news if this gets uh, put out on our, our social media or whatever i'm gonna be pissed you try to make me look bad I'm not. Why do you try to frame me in a bad light? You talk down on me. You talk down on me. Dude, we're going to means... revisit this and it's going to be funny as shit because I was going to be right. If Britain, I will. Okay. Okay. We got mixed Week one in Brazil. Covey, you're going to see a, 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 a Britain Covey's going to be. If Britain Covey has a 40 plus yard touchdown next year. Oh. In a game, in a game that matters. In a game that matters. I got. We got to make a bet. I, I'll give you something. I'll, we'll Why does it have it to be a forty-yard touchdown? What if it's just okay, like consistent? Okay, what, what, what nice... goal you want to make? Consistent? Why? He he's never going to. He will never be on the field consistency. All right. If he surpasses I ten receptions, if he surpasses ten receptions next season, is that fair? We'll ask, we'll ask the people, man. Take the Twitter. This is a good one. What do you mean? Is that fair? Now, 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 no, now no, he's no, not going to hit ten receptions. Now he's no, not. No, I actually feel bad for you. I could see him having more. <laughs> oh, 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 shit, shit. <laughs> I don't know, do man. Do Maybe you're right. Over, oh so over God. under nine and a half. Is that what we're saying? Over under nine and a half receptions. If he surpasses nine and a half receptions, Yo, I'll you should put something. a poll out. <laughs> this is a poll. We're doing this. You're gonna. It will. You're gonna get poll. laughed at. I hope you understand. You're gonna get laughed at so bad if I put up that poll. Man, this man, Ben like Covey's gonna have ten receptions next season. My God. Subscribe. Apple yeah, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, anywhere else you get your podcast. You make it sound like we're gonna. It's plus money on that. So all right. We'll make the odds. Uh, yes. I'll make it's the gonna odds. Be like, it's going to be like plus 300 yeah, for him to have over nine and a half. I'm going to contact. I wonder, uh, I wonder what is. I don't think his I don't think his reception line for the season will even be listed by sportsbooks. That's how much he won't be yeah, involved. Yeah, you're probably right. I know I'm right. Damn right. It's going to be here. Uh, this is the I'm here to make you guys, guys money, man. Like, we're about to hit on this bet. Like, <laughs> if you we, want we money, do, do not take that. Do not nah, take that dude. bet if you want to make do money. NFL do fu- we do NFL futures over here, man. The sportsbooks, man. Sportsbooks are the enemy. We're going to beat these guys. Hey, the futures episode uh, last offseason did very well, actually numbers wise, did very well. So I think what do we do a futures uh, episode? I, I did it with um with uh, Jedi Modi, that guy. Uh, Matt, oh, it was a did, betting we, one you did. 
Yeah, yeah, and it did really well numbers wise. So that just tells you where the world is headed. This is what, the as first far as of, your bets hitting, or just like, um, no downloads wise. No, I don't. I didn't. I don't. I don't bet on futures, but they did well downloads. Oh, I do. So that's, so yeah, oh shit. I bet um, on Luca to win MVP. Yeah, well, I tell y'all first of all. You know, no, no. Can I, I, talk I have about friends that? telling me we're betting on Luca. This man has never once cared about the All Star game. No, no, no. no. This never is an All Star game. I did season MVP. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's well, good. That, yeah, it's good chance, value. I would take SGA like right now if I could. Yeah, no, well, that's the. You probably should have took him before Embiid. That's the safe one, but now that Embiid's out, it's open. I think there's like five guys you could look at. Yeah, Luca's definitely in the mix. I would. I don't that's, that's understand, and this isn't me doing the bull, the Embiid Jokic bullshit. I'm. I swear to you, I'm not doing it. I don't understand why Jokic isn't he the betting favorite right now. I don't really get that. I don't understand. He has to be. He has to be. Yeah. Well, it was him and Embiid, and then Embiid's hurt, so obviously. He's I I, I just personally don't understand it. I could see him. I don't think he's gonna like sit out of games, but I think he's gonna coast till the playoffs. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, you lose interest once you win it so many times. And it comes a point like I honestly feel bad for Luca. Like his numbers are absurd. Mm-hmm. Like when are we gonna like? Dude, SGA's numbers are absurd. He scores oh, thirty a game since it, yeah. he came into the no, league. No, no, I would. And he's I like, would. I have to play. I have to play the same time as if MVP the season Jokic, ended I'm never today, gonna he, win an MVP. I game. agree. If the season ended today, he better win it. But like, man, wh- when does it come a point in time, guys, when we look at like the guy who's like the leading scorer in the NBA and like leading his team in like multiple categories? Like, can we go back to like rewarding that guy? You know what I'm saying? I know that's LeBron literally every year for the Cavs. He led his ah, team. He, that's if you a go, if you, thing. if you go, if you go to Cavs like history, he leads. I know this because I had to do this for work one day. He leads every single category. He leads points. He leads rebounds. He leads assists. I think he leads uh, steals. The only one he doesn't have is blocks because Ilgalskis has that has that stat. LeBron like runs that Cavs franchise. What's the solution? Yeah. Well, the, as far as the Le- well, yeah, as far as the LeBron things go, it's the Mahomes thing, you know. Like, you what just we... expect that greatness in their numbers. Oh, like yeah, Ma- of course. Oh, Mahomes' yeah. numbers. Like, he, you could sit here and say Mahomes, like, if you include the playoffs, that's your MVP, but you can't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. It's You, you know, know, one, player, you know one player who will never see an MVP in his life, and that's Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Never in his life. He's still 19 years old, by the way. I'm surprised he wasn't in the Rising Stars game because he's still just 19 years old. The NBA will tell Obviously, I have, well, a, lot never of, seen I have a lot of Celtics hatred in my heart, but my God, like, He'll never you see know what's crazy? I get in arguments all the time with Celtics fans and just, like, people that, like, worship Jason Tatum for whatever reason. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if Vegas isn't telling you he's not that good, I don't know what to tell you. This guy has been the one seed, I think, the last two years. He puts up really good numbers. But, like, what is he, like, fifth or sixth in MVP? How When is the player who puts up, like, that much scoring numbers not, a like, one of the betting favorites to win MVP? That If that doesn't tell you the case he's about him, guy. I don't know what to tell you. He's not that and guy. He always shrink, you know he always shrinks on the biggest stage. Oh, you don't have the to warrior, tell me the, the, the Warriors scare him to death, and he just can't perform. He just doesn't yeah. do it well. So that is well, that wraps shit, up the your heat, NBA. The heat, uh, man, he culture intimidated. Yeah, he, yeah, he's scared of hell. They, they, hey, they scared the Sixers too, obviously. But now we got we got part of heat culture over here, Kyle Lowry. I have a solution to all of this. Shakes out. What's up? When the Dallas Mavericks either barely make the playoffs or maybe miss it again for whatever <laughs> reason, I wouldn't the play. I wouldn't put anything past them with Kyrie Irving on that team. Luca, request a trade and come home to Philadelphia. That's all I'll say. I'm yeah, he's going to Denver. Did you see the way they acted uh, last weekend? Yeah, he's was... running to Denver, sprinting. Sprinting to Denver. He and Jokic are acting the same way as Usher and Alicia Keys at that uh, halftime show. Speaking of which, uh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going <laughs> to talk about the halftime show. It is, it's, it is, it is, it is what it is. People make it like Swizz was cool with that, right? I have a question for you. 
<laughs> I I am yeah. I am sidetracking again because I don't even know how to comment on that to be honest with you. Other than yeah, because you don't know who Usher is. Born no, in I love the halftime show, man. <laughs> uh, what the hell are we doing? This is an Eagles podcast. Whatever you want, Coldplay. You want Coldplay? Yo, we're due because wait, we had like who do who do we have? We had like Dr. Dre and friends. We had we had uh we had Usher. We had um we had um who do we who do we have the year before that we had uh uh we have Rihanna. Yeah, we're due. Oh, for are like you some, at? Are you at? We're, we're due for we're due for some lame like country singer to do this thing next. Whoa, next, who's next a lame year? country like, singer? I don't know. We're gonna. You know get, what? We're gonna get somebody dumb next year. See, that's <laughs> the thing with the Super Bowl halftime show. It's like never somebody in their prime, absolutely like dominating. It's usually somebody. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but it's usually somebody who's like descended a little bit. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Still go, man. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Because everybody, everybody right now is saying that Taylor Swift should do the halftime show next year. She won't do it. I, I guarantee you, she's not, not doing it. I'm not saying I, I want her to. I'm in my life. I definitely don't want her to. But I'm also saying like she's not going to do it. Everybody thinks because of all this NFL stuff, she's not going to do it. Well, guys. Bruno, Bruno did it. You've straightened his prime when Bruno Mars did it. So there you go. There's some prime people for you. Do a leap next year. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go, there <laughs> goes that wraps up your uh, NBA slash pop culture segment of this podcast. <laughs> Be sure we already said subscribe and everything else. This is the first of like daily, bi daily episodes. A lot more episodes coming. We'll do one thing tomorrow. We're gonna start talking about free agency draft, uh, WR threes, all that fun stuff. Be sure to keep it locked here on the feed of the Philly Pod, brought to you by the Liberty Line. Actually, Morgan we'll Wallen guys... pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie, but he's in his. Get problem. out of my face. We'll catch you guys on the. Oh next man, it's one. in. Until oh, then. it's gonna be him. It's in New oh, Orleans, Louisiana, God. isn't he? A, it is he's a Southern Orleans, guy. That's how. That's how you know the Eagles are gonna make it. That crawfish. Oh, man, you know, Jalen's gonna be there. playing his ass off. Oh my God, Jalen's gonna be playing his ass off to play. Morgan Wall, I'm there. I'm there. Until the next one, y'all. We'll catch you, man. Peace out. Coming for you. The Philly Pop. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.